if athletic training makes you happy, then you might be a lunatic. Okay, a little little uh, candid right off the bat there, Kevin. Yeah, we're all we're all a little loony. I think I would have went with happy. Don't worry, like Bobby McFerrin. Don't if, worry, be happy. If if uh, athletic training makes you happy, don't, don't worry. worry. This is a show for you. I don't don't worry, I'll be happy. What a good song that was. Feel good song. Very so. good feel good song. Yeah. What do you got for the folks? Oh, gosh. Welcome huh? to this week's edition of the Candid Athletic Training Podcast. Hey, episode 76. What do you, when you hear 76, what do you think of? 76. I think of the year 1776. Oh, all right. The formation of the country. Do you think of, okay. That's, honestly, s- that was the first thing that came to mind. It was I like always the, think of the song 76 Trombones Led the Big Parade. Wow. The Sound of Music, I believe. What about the Philadelphia 76ers? Nope, never. Interesting. Never. Sorry, Philadelphia. As yeah. As a Bucks fan, yeah. cannot trust sorry. your process. No, sorry. And your <laughs> process ain't working. I will not trust your process. Our freak be working. You process oh. not be working. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. I've had a full day. Now I'm drinking some vino, and I'm okay. We are recording, pre-recording on Thursday, uh... This is going to come out Monday, July 20th, which means there are only 10 days left. Sorry, 11 days left in the month of July. Which knuckle was it? So the knuckle? It's the first pointer. <laughs> um, 11 days left from when you will hear, hear this on the 20th um, to vote for the next NATA president. And to go to the People's Choice Podcast Awards and nominate your favorite podcasts in all the divisions, our show is available in Science and Medicine and also the People's Choice. So, if you appreciate what you have heard through 76 episodes and you'd like this to continue to grow, help us out by going to the People's Choice uh, Podcast Awards, podcastawards.com, and then... Mm-hmm. Going ahead, register and vote for your show. Nominate, vote nominate. For this show. Heck yeah. So would love you to do it. Uh, also, uh, as a service reminder, a PSA, huh. uh, the Johnson and Johnson donate a photo is going on until September fifteenth. So if you download the app, it's uh, the donate app. Uh, and you can sign up. It's Johnson & Johnson. Every time an athletic trainer who signs up for it, and we can get $1 for every photo that you upload. I mean, you're all on social media anyways, right? You're on the Twitter. You're on the Instagram. You're posting pictures all the time anyways. You might as well do something good for the um, the association and put up some pictures um, for NADA Research Education Foundation. Heck, yeah, you should. So... I think we are over halfway to Take our picture. allotment, so we are almost. I think we're almost to nine thousand. We need to get to fifteen thousand photos, and then fifteen thousand dollars will go to the NATA Research and Education Foundation, which is good for all of us. 
Don't be afraid to take a picture in a Candid Athletic Training t-shirt, too. Or, <laughs> well, big news as you say that. Dun, ba, da, dun. Dun, Hots for bats. Keep hats bats warm. for bats. You've been asking for hats. Rick Cox is going to be so excited. <laughs> Rick, just stay in your seat. Just if sit down, Rick. If you're driving, <laughs> just stay calm. Yep. But we have hats ordered. Heck yeah, we do. So if you want to be one of the first ones to get your limited supply training hat, just direct message us. Just say, hey, put me down for a hat. So, <laughs> uh, so that's fun. It is very fun. And it they honestly, well, they should. We're still waiting on actually getting the hats from our embroiderer. Um, but we will, they should look very similar to the hats that you have seen us two wearing. Yeah. Yeah. You know what, Kevin? As you were saying that, I just looked. What do you we got? got we got a notification. Somebody just bought some apparel who, within the last four minutes. Who bought apparel? I don't know. Let's open it. You know what? This is you do that. exciting. Gonna, yeah, no, this is, yeah, this, this is, is great. People like the exciting gear. podcasting right now. Yep. We're just both well, on here, our phones. Here we, go. here we go. We've got a new review. Yep. From Josie Cecil is her Apple podcast name, but I believe it's uh, Josie Olson. Thank you very much. A five-star wing challenge. If you guys want to enjoy some wing challenges, check out How We Feast Hot Ones on YouTube. He eats hot wings while interviewing celebrities. What? And I think that's... Isn't there a show like that? I think that's what she's referring to. Yeah. Um, so Josie, thanks for listening. I know she probably brought that up because several episodes ago we were talking about how you, Kevin, yeah, have the iron stomach, and we should do a hot wing challenge. And so, um, Josie, we we probably will have to get to something like that. I actually I, just had wings for dinner tonight. I'm. Did you? Yeah. Good for you. Yeah. I'm gonna give you one guess who ordered stuff. I get one guess you who get ordered one something. guess who ordered some stuff. It's somebody I know. It's somebody that listens to the podcast. Somebody that listens to our show who yep. ordered podcasts. Well, that yep. narrows it down to only like a, a couple thousand people. A million. Uh, all right. Did you want one hint? Is it Aaron Rodgers? It it was it is Aaron Rodgers. Aaron oh Rogers gosh, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers wishes. Nope, it's not Aaron Rodgers. Uh, all right, no, I'm just gonna guess. Yep. I'm going to say um, it is Kelly Poster. Nope. Kel- I don't know if Kelly's ever ordered anything, and that's a shame. Um, Richard Cox. Ordered more. Yep. This guy cannot get Half. enough. This guy's going to put my kids through college. Uh, I don't have Thank any you, kids, Rick. So. <laughs> the hats are coming, too. So Heck, yeah. You just keep it coming. Keep that credit card open. So, anyways, we've got we've got an entertaining show tonight. We've got a feature topic that's going to get me fired up. You Boom. said you're fired up. Yeah, why not? But it takes me a little bit. More. You're the ranter of the two of us. I happen to but be. We, we brought this up. We talked about what we were going to discuss on the show last night we got together. I and to I started getting fired up just talking about <laughs> it. So you know that it's something that's going to, um, it, it just pushes my buttons. It's, it's like a pet peeve. Super plus episode for me. Super super plus. Yeah. Wow. 
So speaking of super pluses, let's get on with the show. All right, let's do it. <laughs> I'm looking at my notes going, <laughs> I don't know what to say, but I don't even know where we're starting. So you you tell me, where are we going to go with this show? Let's go top five today. Top Let's five. start it off. This is going to be fun. Yeah, it is. Um, we asked 100 athletic trainers, Kevin, <gasps> if you could be an athletic trainer in any time period in history, what would you choose? Year one. Um, let's see here. Okay. The Middle Ages. That's your first answer? That's my first answer. Middle Ages. All right. Um, I'm thinking during the Middle Ages. I thought you meant like your Middle Ages. No. Kind of like me. I'm just kidding. That was a joke. Dad joke. Sorry. You are, go, go ahead. So a little side note. <laughs> it was just Chad's birthday, and he is very young still at heart. Oh, God, yeah. So if anybody wants to just you know wish him a little happy birthday... You know, send well, it over you. on the Twitterverse. Appreciate Maybe take that. a picture of yourself and send it and say, hey, happy birthday, Chad. I had a nice we day. We love you. Okay. And we love you too. So the Middle Ages, I think it'd be very interesting to be in that time. I think there were, I think athletic trainers would be considered like witches at that time. Because <laughs> God knows, you know, taking pain away from somebody at some point. You're like, oh my God, witchcraft! Burn him at the stake. Just think about, just think about that history. I think that's the Middle Ages. I don't know. So was that your? Was that a broadsword or was that? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> was that a broadsword or was it just a dagger? Well, and here's the other thing. I think you had to be kind of a badass to like survive back then yep. and like be successful. Mm-hmm. And I think athletic trainers are badasses. Okay. I mean, you're resourceful too. All right. Um, the 1920s. Oh, the, the 20s. Roaring Twenties. The Roaring Twenties. Um, I honestly, other than that era of time, and I guess mainly what I think about is like in the United States, um, I think would have been a really interesting time to just be in. Like, there was a lot of growth amongst like the american civilization and like figuring out i mean you're post world war one and then pre-world war two but like i don't know it just i think the roar it was the roaring 20s everybody was just kind of like let's get after it you just want to spend all your time with the speakeasies yeah and i think that's part of it (laughs) um the industrial revolution because when is that i don't know i just think (laughs) there was a lot of industry i think it's like from I want to say like the late 1700s to like even like 1900, I want to say. Okay. And it was a long time. But it was was a time where like things were just being invented, right? And things were just like people were figuring out how to create machinery and people were figuring out how to, I don't know, like make lives easier. Um, And I think athletic trainers could have kicked ass at that, right? Fair enough. Um the 1870s specifically the 1870s all right why is that and i think of the wild wild west during the 1870s all right and because i think we basically would have been doctors i Mm. think for the most part we actually would have gotten respect that 
you know what? Somebody's sick. Somebody's hurt. Somebody needs attention. Like, call Chad. Be like, go get Chad because he's the only one that knows what to do. And I think that would have been a great time era for athletic trainers to start becoming considered at the same level as a doctor. Well, that really ties into, yeah, I was just going to say that really ties into tonight's show. I'm going to let you know, before you give your last answer, somebody did say 1869 Whoa. because of the railroad. So the railroad oh, there you go. was finished Working in 1869. So you could you know do some inner city travel there you as go. an athletic trainer in that year. Yeah. Maybe hit up some camps. You yeah, know? you could get on that old... Man, could you imagine traveling by train? Oof. That would be friggin' rough. It would be really rough. And then, because you'd get off the train, and you'd still have, like, another day of travel of, you know, horse and buggy, hmm. I would think. Um, last but not least, the Space Age, which was, like, really, like, the 50s and early 60s. I mean, while the space race was going on. Um, first and foremost, the cars were really cool at that time. Mm. I love the cars. Yep. Um, I think it would have been really exciting to experience trying to travel that like, not me personally, but like the United States, Russia, everybody, you know, people were trying to travel to space and it was like thought of this very, um, iconic, Mm -hmm. like, this iconic moment that was going to happen and who's going to do it first. Um, and I think that would have been really cool to be a part of and to watch it and see something on TV that every single person in, across the United States is watching, but it was a good thing. Yeah. Like we were trying to Not a accomplish bad something. Yeah. Um, I think it just would have been really cool. I, 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 um, and I think the fifties kind of just really, they fascinate me. Just watched the movie Hidden Figures, which was about that. Hidden Figures. It was really oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. pretty good. Yeah. Like the people good. that don't really get credit for yep. really the three African American yeah. ladies who kind of did all the behind the scenes work. They won a crap ton it. of awards, I think, too. Mm-hmm. I it think. was good. Nice. It was good. Like the math the just the Yeah. Yeah, there was just it was good. God so, the the math. I can't, I can't even fathom what the math would have been. Like, we're just going to send you to space, and we're hoping we're right. <laughs> no, they they left very little to chance. It was all equations. It was, it was yeah, incredible. Yeah, were never they were never in space. So there's a chance there, an alien ship would have been out there yeah. and would have intercepted, you know, Apollo 11. Imagine what kind of athletic training you have to do with an astronaut. Uh, totally different world. I, I do know that um, BFR has become very popular amongst uh, astronauts mm. to try to maintain strength. And then when they come back to like rebuild that strength. Sure. At least in my BFR, BFR class, they talked about it. That makes some sense. Yeah, doesn't it? Okay. That's what I got. So those are your five. Let's see what the people said. Um, 100 voters. Um, we had a tie. Man, this is tough. I don't really know how to do this. Okay. Um, I'm going to give you a four-way tie for third place, but not really. <clears throat> and I'll explain it later. Sure. We can't wait. With five votes apiece, 
We had medieval times. Okay. So you nailed it. We also had the 50s, which you said. Nice. We had five people say the early 2000s. So 2000 to 2009. All right. Okay. Um, and then we had five people say the future. The future. Now where it got a little hairy for me is we had five people who said any time in the future, but then we had six other people who said specific times in the future. So sure. if I would have like just lumped them all together, that would have 11 votes. But did, I didn't. I just, whatever. Did anybody say, in the year 2000? I mean. Do you know that reference? No. Ha, nice. I, if anybody knows that reference, tweet at us. I'm okay, not gonna tell yeah, any, please I'm, do. Please let me know. It. I am not in the year that 2000 with a creepy high pitched voice. I'm guessing it's a horror movie. Is it? Oh, it's now. I, now I'm getting less horror movie. To that, I'm getting more I musical. Mean, Anyways, yeah. Um, in second place, mm-hmm. with 12 votes, um, the 90s. Wow. The so, 90s. So some people want to go back to the NSYNC, back to like the Backstreet boy, boy bands. Days. Some music, people want, the some 90s people wanna, had the best music. Some people want to go back to Fresh Prince. They just they wish they were waiting for the next LL, new Fresh Prince episode. LL Cool J. Definitely wants Mellow Cool J in your life. Yep. Definitely want to be able to wear a fanny pack as a fashion statement when it originally happened yep. and not now. Yeah. Totally back. Right I don't know if you know that. Fanny packs are back, dude. They're back. Athletic trainers just became cool. I'm bringing fanny packs. Got those fanny packs. Um, in fanny first packs. place, yep. with thirty-two. Wow. One out of every three people said, "Right now, is the best time to be an athletic trainer." That's because this podcast exists right now. Right yeah. now, a you lot of people it. said you it was interesting it. because people said this is the best time because of the technology and the time. Somebody said, "I'm a brown woman." Um, so I actually am living in the best time to be, and I'm hoping if can wait, it's the technology and the so um, the sociological, the societal, sorry, the societal aspects. <laughs> sure. Hopefully, the future is better than the current. Well, so if I was going to say now, I'd actually probably say sometime in the future because I think things will get better. One minute from now. Yep. I but always, anyways, I always want to be. One I mean, minute that now. was the most popular answer. So I'm gonna let's run a few of, uh, through a few others. Okay. Um, I'm gonna say yes or no to them. Okay. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> said the Randy Moss era. Oh no, hated that era, man. Oh, I liked Randy he Moss. Ke- no, man, he kept beating the pack. Yeah. We had um, nobody to cover him. Just ch- chuck it up there, dog. Just chuck it up there. That's He'll what go he get always. It. Uh, okay. Man, we he was talked good. about 1869. Holy um, cow. The 1970s, the 1700s. Okay. Two people said ancient Rome. I like it. The gladiators. Heck yeah. Maximus. 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 Um, somebody said Spaniard. Jesus time. Jesus time. So I think time. that's year zero. I'm thinking. I'm thinking zero to like thirty three ish. Yeah. At least that's what they taught um, me in school. Dinosaurs were a big thing. Somebody said Jurassic era. Ooh. Um, we had two people who said. Well, one person said the Babe Ruth era. One person said the 1920s. I considered the same. That's what you said. It's pretty much the same. Wild West did get a vote. 
Wow, wow, whiz. Um, somebody said 69. Funny. Huh? <laughs> that must I mean, have been the, a... the year 69? Yep. Okay. 69. Okay. All right. Um, that was quite the we, era. We did have four people say, not 2020. Doesn't matter what year, just not this year. Just not this Pre-COVID year. Pre-COVID was uh, popular. Yeah. Well, it didn't make the top five, but it was. A, we got several. Man. 80s came close. Um, and then, okay, so here we much. go. Here's what I got. Okay. Abe Lincoln. That's an era. What sure. year? <laughs> when? Yeah. Uh, 1863, sure. I think it was 61 to, yep. Yeah. How about this? I think he was shot in 64 or 65. Uh, all right, here's the last one. First Olympics. Oh. Got f- the first Olympics got four votes. Oh, wow. So now, do you think it's the first modern-day Olympics or the first Olympics Olympics? And can you give uh, me those dates? What do you think? What's the well, first, first modern-day? The first modern-day Olympics? Yeah, what year? I just um, want to test your knowledge. 1896. You wasn't... Crush that. 1996 was the whatever the centennial. Or I wouldn't. Right? I would have not have known that. Yeah. Um, I so think you and then I think the are better Winter Olympics started in the 40s or 50s. The what? Uh, 40s or 50s. The original? No, the Winter Olympics. Oh, okay. Um, the original. The original Olympics. Give me an I'm estimated poor. year. I'm gonna go 2200 BC. You know what? That's not that bad a guess. What was it? 776 BC. 776 BC. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's now that's what I'm going to think of when I think so of that's 76. that's 3,000 years ago. Almost. Yeah. Almost. 2,800 20, I mean, yeah. 2, years ago. That's a lot of candid athletic training podcasts. That's a one, lot of candid athletic week. training. That's a lot of, I guess, shin splints from runners. God bless America. God bless those Greeks. Yeah. Wow. So, anyways, lots would, of lots of answers on this. I would have loved to see the first, like the actual first Olympics. As I get older, seventeen or seven seventy six BC. I'm. This is this is probably gonna piss a couple people off. Oh. But as I get older in my athletic training career, yep, I care less. About the ball sports, the arbitrary ball sports that we just created, and I actually start in gravitating more towards appreciating those pr- more primitive, quote unquote, or those original Olympic sports, the track, you the wrestling, field. just the who can run, jump, throw, wrestle Hell better. Yeah. Hell yeah. Now you get it. I mean, I you grew up it. I grew up a ball sport fan. Whatever. But I'm just getting getting more of a appreciation for the traditional sports track and field baby yeah so anyways the test of what the human body can do it sure is and my mind can't do much <laughs> <laughs> i really i would i would suck at those so no you wouldn't you would have figured it out uh, i mean yeah if that's all that i mean if that's what you do that's what you do i so, loved it all right what next? you good with top five yeah, why not? All right. Oh, that was Sorry a yawn. Sorry about the yawn. That was a yawn. Well, that was a this, good that's yawn. how exciting. That's how excited Kevin is for this episode. Uh, I've just been going nonstop for like four weeks. That's all. <sighs> it's almost over, buddy. It's almost over. So, let's do um, friend or foe. Okay. Dun, dun, this dun. week, 
Um, we're going to choose. Okay, and for those, if you're a relatively newer, you missed the last couple episodes, Friend or Foe is a new segment um, where we're going to just bring up a random topic and we're going to debate, is it a friend for athletic trainers or is it a foe for athletic trainers? And it's probably a lot of gray area. I mean, this is like two lawyers nope. debating about, you know, which way a law should go here. No, it's friend or foe. Friend, no gray. Friend or foe. <laughs> Um, so this week we're going to talk about postural correction devices or wearables. Okay. Those Faux. things that you would put on your body to Faux. help correct posture. Faux. But Kevin. Faux. It's supposed to Faux. line you up. Faux. But Kevin, they're designed. Faux. <laughs> I'm just trying to be the devil's advocate here, knowing that I completely agree with you deep down. Here's the thing. Let's talk about it. Here's the thing. Okay, so um, this, talk, might be, this might be a short friend or foe. I don't know. It, it's either gonna be really short or really long. Um, I have talked about it on the podcast before. Every single one of my patients that I talk to now, I talk about posture, and probably it's in the top three of things I wish I would have been much better at making my athletes back when I was in professional baseball really, really pay attention to, and it's posture. Yep. I don't think you can even come close to underestimating how important your posture is in not, like, getting injured. I mean, sports are one thing. Like, sports are very dynamic, and things are going to happen. But how many of us just deal with somebody that probably has back pain, neck pain, shoulder pain, whatever, knee pain, all because your posture is shit. Mm -hmm. Now, here's the thing. This is why I think it's a fault. And it's because posture cannot be passive. That is a, a device cannot give you posture. Mm -hmm. You need to give yourself posture. Yeah. In fact, I agree with you. When we put these devices on, you're actually just getting further away from where you want to go. So if we, you if you can't get yourself, allow myself to introduce myself. My name is. My name is. Uh, oh, well, we just combined two totally different no, things there. That's the next line. Allow me to do, introduce myself. My name is. Hove, H to the O-V. No, I was going, allow myself to introduce myself. Oh. Austin Powers. Anyways, oh, yeah, we're yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. It's okay. It was fun. That was, that it was, was a mashup. That was awkward. I that think was really that was awkward. a remix or a mashup. That's like, that's cool still, right? Speaking of H-O-V, I mean, he, he was really Hova. good at the mashups. Um, no, where I was going is if you cannot use your own muscles to get yourself into the postural alignment, then you're just defeating the purpose. And so when we put the devices on and then you just turn the muscles off, you're just creating more uh, of the problem. Yeah. And it, I, I need it. So it's allowed me to reintroduce myself. My name is Hove. Correct. Yeah. That's where I went wrong. Yeah. That's okay. <laughs> um, so, but you're totally right. Okay. So if something else is putting you into the posture, then you're defeating the purpose, right? We've even talked about the shirts, 
right? And that, that are supposed to pull you into a little bit of scapular retraction, mm-hmm. get that chest a little elevated. Yeah. They, well, what if you wore it backwards? That's, that's really funny. They, if you got something to pull you into the wrong position yeah, and then you had to fight f- it, had to fire against it, does it become a friend then? I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I actually, with how lazy some humans are, I would say it's still a foe because they'd just be like, oh, I'm just going to hang out right here then. Yeah. But well, here's the thing. You just got a little device, right? You got the you got the little beeping at you device that you're supposed to. to put on your upper back. And I think it's going to be a really interesting case study from you if you wear it. Does it actually help you correct your posture in a good way? And that's my problem. Is it just... So, and I, this is what I tell my patients all the time. Tell a little kid to stand up straight. All they do is they, like, they throw their head back, they raise their chest really high, and they arch the crap out of their back, right? They, or, like, you tell them, like, hey, look like Superman. They puff out their chest, and they arch their back like crazy. It's all good and dandy when it's, like, a six-year-old. But when it's like a 45-year-old, that's like, oh, my back is a little tight. Maybe a 43-year-old, that's like, my back's a little tight. That's how old Chad is now. Um, 43. If you're just sitting there like arching your back in order to be in a better quote-unquote posture, you're just you're hurting yourself more. So I really want to know what this device, how it registers if you're in a good posture. Does it know that your pelvis is actually in a neutral position? Or does it, does it not matter what your pelvis is doing? I don't care what your freaking shoulders are doing. I want to know what your pelvis is doing and what your rib cage is doing. Does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, okay. I'm, I'm right cool. there with you. I agree. Yeah. Man, I could go on posture for hours. Yeah, maybe that will be next week's topic, posture. Right, or a future episode here. Faux, baby. So anyways, yeah, we'll cut it off there. We both are just going to argue the same thing over and over and over again. We think it's a faux because if you want good posture, stop being lazy. Actively oh. use your muscles. So, got it. Snap. Sorry, anybody. <laughs> Sorry to the companies that make those devices. It's just a crutch. It is. Okay. What do you, what do you got? I FMK or fat? Fat cat. Let's go um, FMK. FMK. All right. So, here we go. If you're a new listener, FMK... We're going to give you three choices, and you have to F1, marry one, kill one. All right, simple game. Everyone's probably heard of it, but we just have to explain it. Um, This week, we're going to discuss surfaces that an athletic trainer may have to kneel on at some point in their career. Ouch. Kneeling. Like, you're doing that eval, that spine boarding situation, or that on-field eval, or not necessarily a field, whatever, but you're doing that eval and you're going to have to be over the athlete for an extended period of time. Mm-hmm. All right? So here we go. Here are your three choices. You can play along at home, and then Kevin and I will give you our answers too. Yep. We're going to start with hardwood. There's going to be no references. There's going to be no jokes during an FMK segment about what, hardwood. What could be funny about a hardwood? That's not funny. I'm already like, – all right, I'm a grade schooler. I don't get it. I'm giggling. On the inside already. I haven't even gotten there yet. Is there softwood? Balsa? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so hardwood. Yep. 
a hardwood floor. Okay. I'm just going to keep saying. Like a basketball gonna, court? Is that many, what you're saying? How many times do you think we could say wood in the FMK section? I don't know, but it better be hard. All right. Ice. <laughs> ice. A sheet of ice, ice. for you hockey athletic ice? trainers. Oh. We never talk oh. hockey on this show okay. or ice skating or figure skating or any That's because we sort of don't winter. know anything about it. I know. But here's looking at you, kids. <laughs> and then some sort of dirt, gravel, not 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 necessarily like a nice grass or astroturf, but you know. Well, we're in like a dirt infield, a gravel, we're talking some about, rocks. Yeah, a baseball infield. Yep. Because that's what we do. We know. That's what we know. <laughs> the worst field you ever been on in a baseball field. Yes. Little league fields. Yes, the Hank. The Hank. <laughs> okay, so we have to f one. We have to marry one. We have to kill one. Uh huh. Um. Boy, oh boy. You're going to go first. I'll go first. Yep. I think I'm going to kill Mm -hmm. the dirt gravel. Okay. Because, uh, okay, all three of these are going to be uncomfortable. Uh, Yes. So if I'm going to eliminate one, I'm going to eliminate the one that I actually have a small, small percentage chance of an injury happening to me. Ooh. Maybe I kneel on a rock, a pointy rock, and mm-hmm. I just give myself a small abrasion. Yeah. So I'm going to just eliminate that. Okay. I also could get dirty khaki or dirty knee. Ooh, you totally If could. it's like a muddy dirty. Then you got to do laundry. Yeah. Oh, God. Uh, laundry, yeah. So now I got more work to do later. Brings up a good question. of how, how many days in a row can you wear the same khakis? Personally, <laughs> that is a really good question. Let's put that on social media. Um, so if I if I travel, uh, if I'm traveling and I got a three day weekend, yeah. usually usually I have a four day weekend, but one day's travel day. Um, I'll have a, a Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I'll bring two pairs, and I'll wear one on Friday and Sunday, and I'll wear the other one on Saturday. Uh, if if it's going to be pants, if it's going to be shorts, and I can get three, I'll get three pairs of shorts and. You know, in the suitcase, but if it's well, if sure. it's long pants, I'll probably just pack two. Now, why would you bring three shorts and not three pants? Just space? Yeah. Or do you feel like the pants don't get as dirty as the shorts? Correct. Both. Interesting. It's a little bit of both. Wow. And I think it's because I own more shorts than I do pants. Okay. Which should make no difference because the washing machine is the same. Yep. But it's just that's just how it's kind of how I roll. And also, I feel like in in theory, the pants have a better chance of getting dirtier. There's more surface kneeling. area yeah. for them to attract dirt. Uh also though, yeah. if I'm wearing shorts, it means it's probably a little bit warmer, which means yeah. I might be sweating a little bit more, so swampy. Yeah, swass is happening. <laughs> you know, I don't I just don't want anybody to have to put up with my swass too much. Where if it's a pant, it's probably a little bit colder. I'm not sweating. Okay. Um, chances are. All right. That's that's better logic there. Yeah. That's, that's I much mean, better it's, logic. It's kind of like a, a multitude of factors that none of them are okay. set in stone, but it's just, it's a sliding scale. Yeah. For me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Back to, um, you're, you're killing the dirt, the yep. gravel, and then you're, you're going so to So it leaves what? me with the hardwood and the ice. Um. Do you prefer the hardwood or do you prefer the ice? You know, 
Oh, and which God. one would you want to marry? Would I'm you gonna, want to marry hardwood? I think I'm going to have to marry the hardwood. Oh. I'm going to I'm going to F with the ice. Wow. It could be athletic training. If it's hub. short term, it's probably okay. The ice short term like if it's a okay. 5 minute or a 3 minute or like a quick hitter, mm-hmm. it's probably good. But once you start getting past that initial phase, it's probably going to suck. Yeah. Uh, it's gonna get cold. Wet. Your knee's gonna get wet. Mm-hmm. Your pants might get wet. Maybe you get stuck to it. You don't oh. ever want to get stuck. Like sticking your tongue on a pole. Hey. Yeah. Or, yeah. Oh, yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Can you imagine spine boarding somebody? And now you're, you're stuck kneeling, like Velcro. And then like you, and everybody turns over and they put them back. And then you get them on the like you get them on the gurney. And then it's like, uh, guys, got guys, I'm stuck. Yeah, I can't. Yeah. Now what? What do you bring out a blowtorch? How do you get them off? We should ask some hockey athletic we need trainers. Some hockey athletic trainers, a lot of snow. But I'm in my head, that's just where I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Do you think hockey? Big, what, not, and then I gotta work the rest of the game with a big wet spot on your knee. Oh, that'd be terrible. Pant if you're wearing a full fledged pant. I'd imagine if you're in a hockey rink, yeah. you're wearing pants. Yeah, I'm guessing that's just the, wear... like an occupational hazard. I'm guessing you're just used to it. I'm thinking. I'm thinking hockey athletic trainers. I could be totally wrong, 100% wrong. They wear little, like, knee pads just you in case. You think they do? I, I have a feeling they wear little knee pads under. Can slide the right pads. out there? Yeah. Well, like, you know, they make, like, volleyball players, right? There's, like, the mm-hmm. really thick, like, crazy knee pads that, like, parents buy their high school athletes or grade school athletes. But most volleyball players just wear those really thin knee pads you could have those on the entire time and nobody would know if you have pants on i'm not gonna lie full disclosure i've thought about it for myself and i don't even work on a hardwood or like in that situation why wouldn't we why would you not work on a hardwood work on that hardwood (laughs) i'm saying Mm. i would wear you're referring to the uh, oh i get it yeah okay i would i would consider wearing a knee pad just because of how often we're kneeling. Okay. Right. I don't I don't right. understand why that's not part. I think it makes more sense than CAC. <laughs> now, I would like to also how bring about up... like a scrub pant with a knee pad? Sure. I'm fine with it. Remember when everybody thought I was crazy that I kneel when I work? Yeah. Instead of sitting on a chair? Maybe it's because you've been wearing knee pads your entire career now and you're, you're think- not telling us. Ooh, I, I haven't been. But... My knees are no. That's a different story. Um, Anyways, my I'm turn. Gonna, I'm gonna marry the hardwood, and okay. I'll let you. I'll let you take over. I am going to kill the hardwood. Oh, okay. And the main reason is, I don't know, man. My knees are tender. Like, <laughs> it's because you're on your knees all the time. You're on no. your knees more than anybody I know, dude. Well, they, that sounds horrible. <laughs> I know. Um, I just said it but, because I could. So I I had Osgood Slaughters when I was a kid, right? Uh-huh. And if I don't know if you know what that is as an athletic no, trainer. I've never heard of Osgood Slaughter. <laughs> Could you explain it to me? Yeah, no. <laughs> it's like, I don't know, it's jumper's knee or something. That's what my ortho said. Um, Did you another, have to see a that doctor? Was a, that was a zing. That was a zing. I know. We're going to get there. We're going to um, get there tonight. And so I've knelt on a hardwood surface for a decent amount of time and it's incredibly uncomfortable for me and i don't know what it is 
but it's really uncomfortable. Okay. So I'm going to kill that. I'm going to... I'm going to marry the dirt gravel in infield because I think even if I get on that one little like rock that's like poking me and jabbing me, I think I can move my knee and like shuffle and like slide it over or something in order to get into a better position or comfortable position without moving my hands if i'm stabilizing something you're compromising in your marriage yes okay there you go good for you i do know that every once in a while it hurts at first <laughs> but it, i i have to I'm, I'm just gonna have to adjust does it feel good to you because it hurts me and then i'm gonna f the ice because i think there's the, the factors of getting wet right it's not the like i can deal with it right because it's not gonna be all the time i can deal with it um and then the cold it's like you know it's not gonna be cold forever so i I can deal with it like um i don't i think there's the least amount of likelihood of like getting injured for myself like i don't know the ice seems almost like the the one that yeah i could do that every once in a while like I, I could hand I could handle that like one once every one every once in a while, right. and yeah I don't know I like the cold too. I think it'd be fascinating to be an athletic trainer in hockey. Yeah, I th- well no well no? yes I think working with that caliber of athlete with that um, you know the mentality is that they're very very tough. I had they're going one... to play through a lot of it a lot of injuries that other athletes won't. Uh, I can respect that. I only had one day. If, did you have you ever covered a hockey? Never. Okay. Never. I covered one day of hockey at um, MSOE, which is just like a local private school here in downtown Milwaukee, and nothing happened though. Like I, I didn't get really, I didn't get to experience Boring. anything other than just, oh hey, we're getting ready for a game. This guy gets taped. This guy gets uh, stretched, and then oh, here's the game. Nothing happened during the game. But I think the daily hockey world, I think it would be very interesting. I, would, I wouldn't mind, like, experiencing it a little bit. Mm, well, yeah. go for it. I'll try. I'll All try. right. Last of our regular segments, mm-hmm. we've got our fictional athletic trainer. This show's getting long. This show is, always, <laughs> yeah. Um, so we have, last week, we did The Wizard of Oz. Uh, and we put it up on social media. We asked who would be the best athletic trainer from the Scarecrow, the Tin Man, and the Lion. 51% of you said the Tin Man would make the best, followed by the Lion at 27%, and mm. in last place, Scarecrow with 22%. Yeah. He's got and no we both structure. said the Tin Man. <clears throat> yeah, We could make that argument. We did. So this week we're going to do, I know it's one of my favorites, I believe... You are a fan as well. I am. I am a fan. Um, Big fan. Himyum. Himyum. How I Met Your Mother. Nope. Um, <laughs> How I Met Your Mother. We're going to stick to the main cast. So Suit we got up, five. Mm-hmm. We got five. We got Ted. We got Marshall. We got Barney. We got Lily. And then we have Robin. Chibatsky. Although I would love to get some sort of Ranjit. In there as well. That I love Ranjit. Nice. 
He's a wonderful human being. Clarence Pub. Hello. <laughs> Anyways, what if we just had our own personal chauffeurs as that? Oh like my trainers? god, Ranjit. Only if it's Ranjit. Yeah. Okay. What do you got for me here? Where do you want to Where do you want to go with this? Well, do you want to attack this by individual, or do you want to attack this by I don't, kind of job duty? Like, um, who would be the best at each one of our like typical five? I think that's the best way to do it because I think we could okay. talk about each character. Sure. For. 24 hours yeah we could probably right. yeah we'll shorten this up by going by job description so first I, you know what i will also say a little public service announcement for the show i remember when it first came out and i was like why the hell would i want to watch a show about a guy telling his kids how he met their mother that just sounds terrible <laughs> but the show is so much better than that and so much cooler and so much greater so watch it it's really good Okay, so our main job duties. We'll go first, emergency situations. Yep. Who's going to be the best in an emergency situation? Um, Lily's out. Why is Lily out? She's just a little too hot-headed. Like, she just, like, she freaks know, out about stuff. She's like a kindergarten teacher. She's got to yeah. be able and to have handle... You seen, dude, the scenes of her in her kindergarten class, she's like... Every once in a while, it's just terrors, like, running around the classroom. She's, like, getting she's, attacked by little kids. Yeah, but she's still calm. No, she's, like, hiding in a corner, like, oh, behind right. her desk. Okay. How about, well, I'm going to She freaks put, out the most out of the whole class. I'm going to put um, Shabatsky out and Marshall out as well. Robin Actually, just, I think it's got to be Barney. Rob, Robin's going to just shoot something. She's just going to be like, well, what can my gun shoot? Yeah. And I'll be fine. Well, can I get some whiskey? I just need whiskey. But Barney... I think Barney is going to be your best in emergency care. Now, here's the thing. Here's the caveat, though. You're going to have to, like... He might he might not be right away, but all of a sudden, like, he's going to have the right answer because he's got a guy, right? And, yeah. like, he's always got an answer for something, right? He's always got a solution to a problem. And it, it might take, like, a second... Because he might need to go make a phone call, but he'll have the solution first. Well, and I was looking at it from this perspective. Yeah, he was so always trying to um, get Ted laid. Yeah, I mean he he had so many false stories, and then people would try and call him out on it, and he'd sure. have to like quickly kind of navigate through all the BS and yeah. all the lies he said, and like just stay on track. Yeah, and I think that's a little bit like there's just that kind of navigating all the ups and downs and the, the, like he, sudden surprises. Like he he could he handle can that. Think on his feet pretty darn well. Yes. So mm-hmm. I'll I'll go. I'm gonna go with Barney in emergency care, Did and he? you are as well. Oh yeah. All totally. right. Um, how about Marshall's just gonna yell at it. Doing an evaluation. An evaluation. Boy oh boy. Ooh. So we got Marshall, who's a lawyer. Ooh, true. And he'll marshal you. He will. Um, I think he can think things through pretty well. Um, He's... I think Ted's going to overthink everything. Yep. Right? Ted's going to be... easy to say. New athletic trained student that just learned all the special tests and needs to incorporate them all. Correct. Correct, and he's going to say, well... Which is not wrong. It's just not necessarily time efficient. No, nope. and sometimes just confuses your own brain more than it needs to be. 
Um, Lily is the best judge of character, Ooh, I think. Good call. Very good call. So she's she's going to be... I mean, she can kind of see through everyone's BS and just mm-hmm. she gets a feel for the person. Yep. So Marshall and Lily would, I think, both do well at eval. Ted's going to overthink things. Barney's not going to really care. Yeah, there's like Barney... At first, I was, I was trying to make a like case for Barney. Guy. Yeah. He's going to be better at rehab than he is at eval. He's just going to say, here, let's just do this. Yeah, let's just I do, do these exercises. I do think that he's... Yeah. I wanted to make a case for the eval on that. Um, what about Robin? Is she going to be any good at evals? Covering stories, covering news stories. Is she thorough enough yeah. in asking the right questions? Mm. I'm gonna say she no. Always, she only reports the news. She doesn't. She she doesn't do a great job of like interviewing people. Correct. Uh, okay, then I'm gonna I'm gonna go I with think Lily. Man, Lily or Marshall? Lily or Marshall? I'm gonna go with my first oh. instinct, which was Marshall, because yeah. he's the lawyer. Lily's gonna be a good judge of character. But that doesn't necessarily mean she's. No, I agree with you. I'm, I agree. I'm with personally you. just gonna say Mar. I mean, you can disagree. Marsh, no, no, I agree with you because one, he's, it. There is like he needs to know how to question, and he needs to know how to figure out, like deep dive into what's going on. But then also is a good judge of character, and then is also he he starts he makes plans, and they're kind of long term plans, mm-hmm. right? And I yeah. No, I'll, I'll take Marshall for okay. sure, for sure. Okay. What, what about taping? Taping. Like hands-on skills, taping. Ooh. Barney's good at laser Robin. tag. Robin. Robin, yeah. Solely because she had, her dad used to drop her off in the woods and she'd have to learn how to survive. Yeah. So she had to be very, like, hands-on in figuring out how to, I don't know, make a fire, like, Build a build from, a fire. She's from build Canada. Build a tent. She's from Canada. I'm actually I agree with you there. Yeah. I, I don't I don't necessarily know if we need to uh <laughs> I don't know if anybody else yet. Yeah, uh Barney's good at laser tag, but I, he yeah. doesn't do anything hands on for himself. He just has other people do everything yeah. for him. Uh-huh. Ted's an architect. Um Lily Nope, I'm gonna yeah, Robin's your best bet at taping. Yeah. How about the rehab setting. So, Ted, I think, has a point here of long game. He hmm. gets really excited about it early on, but he, he envisions the long game. And then he also can understand how you build stuff, right? And he's an architect. Like, he understands that you need a base. You need a foundation. You need the walls. You need to think about everything else that goes in between there to connect it and then finally like you know get the top on there and go for it i like it i like but i also like barney because man that guy's got plans all the time now sometimes he flies by the seat of his pants though but it ultimately is always geared it always ends up in this like grand plan that he always has right Yeah, he's got some grandioso but like you know what he's got? Um, the bro code book? Yeah. That's like a rehab plan in itself. There you go. There you go. I, I, I can make really solid arguments for both of those. I think Robin, 
she'd get like too frustrated with rehab. She it's would not, yeah, it's if not it's not enough. going well, she's gonna just mentally yeah. break down. She's very instant like gratification person. Um Marshall Yeah. He was the most athletic one out of all of them. Ooh, I don't know. Who else would be athletic? He was like a basketball player, he played football, I mean with his dad. He's from Minnesota. Barney sneaky. I don't know. Yeah? He had like some sneaky, like random talents. Yeah, I but, guess. Yeah, but Marshall could dunk. Um, yeah. Okay. <laughs> How about um Boy oh boy? All right. I'll go with Barney. I agree. Barney? Rehab Barney? <sighs> I'm gonna say Barney. Okay. Go for it. I like it. All right, per- last but not least. Personality. Oh, wait. Do we usually involve, like, administrative stuff? I mean, no. Eh, whatever. Who know, who wants to do administrative yeah, stuff? Yeah, nobody. It'd be Ted. How about personality? Personality. Who's going to be personality? Man, this is tough for me. Um, I actually think I could... Oh, I think a lot of these characters are likable. Um, now I think, I think it's actually as an athletic trainer. What's that? Think personality as an athletic trainer. I'm I'm gonna go Lily. Oh, she's strong. she can be a little bitchy in a good way. She like she says enough is enough, cut the BS. Um, but she can she can also be she's also like trustworthy and like people will tell her the secrets kind of mm-hmm. thing, and she'll hang on to them. Uh, yeah, I'm some yeah. of them. Mom, yeah, most. Um, but she's got that little balance. Of, she can be. She can try and be a little funny. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go Lily. I like it. I I think there's a lot of likable characters here. I do. I I think. Hmm, I think Barney is gonna be the athletic trainer. The personality wise, fun. Yeah, like. Athletes are going to want to hang out with him. Athletes, because they think he's fun and he's funny and he's, oh my God, you never know what Barney's going to do, but maybe doesn't necessarily get the job done as an athletic trainer, the personality-wise. Um, wait for it. <laughs> yeah, you just always wait for it. Um, I think Ted is awful personality-wise, to be honest. Uh, I think he's, he's always... He's whiny. Yep, and he but, second guesses a lot of things. And yeah, but he really me like he like, is a genuinely nice guy. Sure, yes, very nice guy. He's but, like me. Oh, He's gosh. he is me. I'm sure. I'm sure you have had to say, "Hey, athlete, you need to stop doing X, Y, and Z." Ted would never do that. He would just like do X, Y, and Z for the person. Right. Um, Robin would just yell at everybody. Yep. Lily, I think, is a really strong candidate. I think the teacher in her, I think you're right in that people trust her for some reason. Like, everybody just really trusts telling her everything. I think she is a really good balance of, like, yelling at people and getting people to do stuff, but then also being kind of a sweetheart. Um, Marshall, though, I think maybe he's a little too much of a best friend. Maybe sometimes 
is a little too naive to being about like he's maybe doesn't want to tell the hard truth to somebody. Barney and Marshall are going to be competing to be the yes. athlete's friend rather than their athletic trainer. Yeah. So I'm I, your best you know friend. I'm your best friend. I'm your best friend. Yeah. No, I am. Yeah, I'm so, gonna I'm gonna go Lily as well. Okay. Yeah. So I think we got. Man, if we would have, we were close to going Ted on on rehab. Almost, yeah. Had we done that, we would have had one, one for everyone. Yeah. Which so we right got now, two for Barney. Yeah. Two, yeah. Interesting. So I think that means that Barney is going to be our choice. Yeah. But absolutely. that doesn't necessarily mean that he has to be your choice. So if yes, you've watched How I Met Your Mother, we would like to know who you think would be the best fictional athletic trainer. And if you haven't watched it, binge all eight seasons and then. No, nope, don't don't binge the last season. Just stop before the last season because <laughs> it stunk. As mm. it it was on my Mount Rushmore of favorite shows mm. at the time that it finished. Yeah. It was my Mount Rushmore, and yeah. it has been replaced. That's how much I like the show, and I will just say the last season was not bueno. Yeah, I think they str- I think they had a really good show, and they had this really good concept, and then they didn't know how to finish it. Correct. And then they just kind of, all right, this is how we're going to finish. Yeah, it was rushed. It was a rushed last season. After, like, drawing it out for so long, they just kind of flew through it a for little. A, for whatever. a show that would the premise was the ending is already known, the ending was not very good. Yeah, I agree yeah. with that. Okay, let's get to this eagerly anticipated feature topic. And go, Chad. I was going to say, it's go time. <laughs> okay. I was, I've yep, had yep. This, we've had this list started a long time ago of um, possible, possible like topic ideas. And I wrote on there um, something. It's, it's basically a pet peeve of mine. And we're t- we always talk about advocating for the profession, right? How athletic trainers need to advocate uh, and it's usually because people don't know what we do, right? Would you agree with that? Uh, yeah. Okay. So I think for me, the problem I have with advocating is we're advocating to the wrong people. We're advocating to, I shouldn't say the wrong people. I, I take that back, okay? I think we also need to advocate with some of our quote unquote partners to let them know that our role is more than they think it is. I'm going to, I know that I'm not making any sense. Here we go. I have a problem with the NCAA. Whoa. I said it. Okay. Here's why I have a problem. And I know when we talked about this topic last night, when we were bringing it up, should we talk about this? You have something similar. And so I'll go first and then you can kind of piggyback and, and, and you can tell the baseball, the pro baseball side, equivalent to what I'm about to speak to. Sure. So if we have an athlete that gets hurt, okay, and we want to get them a medical red shirt, an extra year of eligibility, so forth, we need to go through this slew of paperwork and this process to get approved by the NCAA. And frankly, I think it's a slap in our own face. 
you're going to discredit us by saying our knowledge is not good enough to tell an athlete that they should not should or should not participate in the rest of the the season. We need to, we need to we are required to send it to a doctor. And I think that we need to reevaluate that or, or as we talk about our profession and how important we are and how much knowledge we have, that's where it should start. With one of our biggest quote unquote allies. Doctors. No, with the NCAA. Oh. <laughs> I think the doctors know that we know what we're doing. But you're telling me, okay, I understand that if there is a particular injury, maybe a fracture, maybe this, it, the athlete needs to go see a doctor. Right? There are there are definitely injuries. That's not what I'm saying. Don't don't hear what I'm not saying. There are definitely injuries that doctors need to see. But if I'm working with a kid and they pull their hamstring and it is a clear hamstring strain, I, there cannot be a more straightforward injury for an athletic trainer. Sure. Would you agree? I mean, it's it's one of the easiest ones to diagnose. I can I can diagnose it sitting on the bench. I would I would I'd also probably tell you that a fracture is pretty easy to diagnose too. It's either like, yep, that's fractured, or yeah, oh, we're gonna have to go get an X-ray. Yep, that's fractured, or it's not. So, so I'd also argue that doctor doesn't need to see that fracture either. Yeah, I just need to order the X-ray. Yeah, but with a hamstring strain. Yeah. So I had I've had an athlete, or I've had multiple athletes, track athletes, who have pulled their hamstring in the middle of the season, and we try and get them um, a red shirt year. And if I haven't sent them to the doctor. They don't get their year of eligibility. Why do I need to send them to a doctor for the doctor to tell them they have a hamstring strain? It just undercuts us a little bit. A lot. A lot. Sure. (laughs) I just, I have such a huge issue with it and I understand that it's, I actually, no, I don't understand. Sorry. I don't understand. It pisses me off. So you're telling me that I'm not smart enough to tell a kid they have a hamstring strain and that they're going to be out four to six to eight weeks, you know, if it's a bad enough hamstring strain, and that their season, they're probably not going to make it back for the second half of track season. That's where I have a problem. That's where I think we need to advocate for our profession. I think we need to say, look, a doctor is appropriate in certain situations, but not all situations. I don't want to waste the doctor's time by sending them a hamstring strain. That's not what our doctors need. They don't need a hamstring strain. Our doctors need torn ligaments, ACLs, those kind of things, surgical repair things. What's the doctor going to tell them? Yeah, you tore your hamstring. You need to rest in rehab. (laughs) Okay, well, now I just wasted the doctor's time. I just wasted the athlete's time. I wasted everyone's time because the NCAA says we're not smart enough to tell a kid that they have a hamstring strain. That's where I have a problem. Sorry, go ahead. I'm going to just calm down a little bit. (sighs) So, um, yeah, you're right. You're totally right. And that, like, how many times have we had to send an athlete to the physician in order to verify what we already know or to have just a waste of a trip to a physician. I think we've all been there. The unfortunate thing is 
I think we rely on the hierarchy of the medical care system a little bit too much in our world. We should be considered the end all be all of no, I this person cannot be medical redshirt until Chad says they should be. I think this per so who knows who knows when the athlete is ready to return to sport? The doctor that sees him once every six months. And in reality, it is <laughs> oh, wait. That was the athletic trainer, right? Like, I mean, so I hope everybody has experienced physicians that say, you know what, table exam, it looks like they can move on to X, Y, and Z. You know, everything that I've learned in my studies, X, Y, and Z should be okay because I'm not finding this on the table exam. But you, athletic trainer, you'll know more than me, physician, when they are ready to move on to um, plyometric work. You are going to know more than I am when they're ready to move on to um, going to baseball, like throwing versus just, you know, you know, doing actual rehab exercises. Um, I think the crappy thing is we also as athletic trainers use it as a crutch to be behind like the actual responsibility of saying this person is ready to move on to this. This person should be medically redshirted. We don't want that responsibility, even though we say we need to advocate for how great of a healthcare providers we are. What we need to do is put our foot down, puff up our chest and say, nope, actually, I know just as much, if not more than you, about this particular athlete and what is going on with this goddamn hamstring. And so if anybody's going to medical redshirt this person, it's going to be me. I don't know if athletic trainers are ready to do that. I don't know if the profession is ready to do that. I want the profession to do that. I totally think they sh- we should do it. PTs are going, PTs are now DPT. You know what? We, we used to just be kind of like a, a master's. Now, we know, now we're doctors. Because why? When we evaluate somebody, we can't say, you know what? This person needs an x-ray. You know what? We want to be able to say, this person needs anti-inflammatories. That is something, I don't want to prescribe anything because I, I just, there's, I really don't want that attached to my name. But when it comes down to my athlete returning to sport or saying that this person cannot do this sport, absolutely. Absolutely, I want to be that last one in charge or first one in charge. And I think in my, so in my prior profession where I was in professional baseball, player gets hurt. Um, very often it was, you know, general manager or whoever saying, Hey, do you think this is going to be a long-term injury? Do we need to put this person on the DL? Do we need to call somebody else up? Do we need to replace this person on the roster? And it was really up to the head athletic trainer or the, the athletic trainer of the, of the minor league team or whatever to say yes or no. 
and then it but it really was just a business transaction for more like in, in reality the team would just put them on the dl and then the athletic trainers were just in charge of making sure that all the paperwork showed that they should be on the dl but in reality what was happening was a business transaction now player a gets hurt they tear their hamstring playing baseball they go on the dl because it's really easy to just say you know what uh even a grade one hamstring strain to get back you know we're looking at least two weeks like maybe even three um to get to absolute full strength and full range of motion and being able to perform at the high level that they were before so yes you should probably dl them then they're going to go through the physician exam they're going to be like yep you were right it was it's a hamstring strain um and then we're going to take care of the treatment and then we are going to take care of the rehab and then we're going to have a physician say yep he's ready to run and he's ready to sprint um just keep doing what you're doing and what you know how to do and then all of a sudden it's going to come down to the gm looking at you and saying is he ready to play or not Mm -hmm. and then you're going to say well he's passed this test this test this test this test but he's got to get cleared by the physician first in order to get off the dl and we do that right in order to one protect ourselves which i think you know, checks and balances is great, but I don't think the the physician signature should be the end all, right? The physician signature should not be what actually seals the deal because that physician doesn't know what that athlete's been going through this whole rehab and has not been touching that hamstring every single goddamn day for the last 28 days, multiple times a day, whatever. Um, and I would even argue like... <sighs> you know what? I don't care if a physician can do a better Lockman's than me. The kid's going to go get an MRI. Then they're going to look at it and be like, yep, looks like your ACL is torn. We're going to do surgery. Thank you for, go do the surgery, but I don't need you to tell me an ACL is torn. You're just going to order an MRI anyways. You know, I don't need you to tell me a a wrist is fractured. You're going to order an x-ray anyways. I'll order it. Go get it. I, I think the relationship with the doctor is not the questionable part here for me. Like, I think working with the doctors is great because there's, there's obviously there's clear cut injuries and then there's injuries where you're like, I'm not really sure this is what I think is going on, but let's get another opinion. Sure. Second opinion. Great. The problem is when we have to send an athlete to somebody else to get told what we already knew. Yeah. That's where the issue is. Totally. And that's when we say, look, we're just wasting everyone's time. It, that's that's the, where I have the biggest frustration. So well, and we And going back to your being an advocate for the profession. Yep. What we need to advocate more is that, nope, we know what the hell we're doing. And we need to walk around a little bit more like, yep, I know what the hell I'm doing. Now, you better know what the hell you're doing when you say that. But I, I, we, we hide sometimes behind this, well, I mean, the physician, when you saw the ortho, they said it was this. 
like I kind of have a feeling it's this, but they said it was this, and we kind of hide behind it because our hands are our hands are a little tied. We're this low guy in the totem pole of the, you know, orthopedic evaluation hierarchy. But that's but that's what we're talking about right now is we shouldn't be. Correct. So tell everybody it, and it, like we are right now, right? But like, <laughs> yeah, we need more people to tell it. Right? Yeah, I think I, I mean, think going forward, we're just two idiots, you know, talking yeah. to a microphone and complaining. You got that right. Hopefully, our next uh, NATA president can ad- sure. help address this. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, it's working with, you know, organizations that don't understand exactly what we do right um or the level of services that we can provide or should do provide true can be just as good or equal to that uh that they don't think that we can so i i'm not i'm just gonna keep saying the same things over and over again so i'm gonna shut it down do you have anything else no we're good okay man. so let's the peeps let's, get it let's close this episode down before i say something that i'm gonna regret <laughs> and we'll do something fun for next week. Okay? <laughs> Love it. Okay. Knowledge is king. Knowledge is king. Knowledge is Okay. I've calmed down. Here's what we got. For next week, we're going to ask you guys to participate in our feature topic. We want to know what's on your athletic training bucket list. What do you want to do before your career is over? Uh, let us know. We'll have social media uh, questions and posts, and we would like you to respond to them. Uh, if you don't have social media, um, you can reach out to us on our website in the discussion forums. Um, so our, our social media, Candid underscore ATC. Otherwise, www.candidathletetraining.com. Go to the discussion forum. We'll have a bucket list uh, forum topic for you. Um, Really interested in knowing what you guys want to do before your careers are over. I'm also very interested, Kevin, in what you want to do before your career is over. I think this will be a fun discussion, a very interactive one. Um, Before we go, don't forget to go to the podcast awards and nominate the show for Science and Medicine, favorite Science and Medicine podcast. Lastly, we have our top five surveys still out there. Uh, we need a few more athletic training students, a few more athletes, and a lot more educators. So if you fall into one of those hats, please go to uh, our surveys, which can be found on our social media, and take a survey. Help us out. Please do. That's all I got. You got anything else? Nope. All right, everybody. Have a good week. Bye-bye.